Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Isn't it great to come to church together and to be in the house of the Lord? I'm telling you what, God is doing some great things. Today's message is called Camouflaged Contamination. Camouflaged Contamination. And we'll kind of get through it as we go. Psalm 101 is where we're going to begin. The psalmist writes, this is the Psalm of David. He said, my theme song is God's love and justice. And I'm singing it right to you, God. I'm finding my way down the road of right living. But how long before you show up? I'm doing the best I can, the very best I can, and I'm doing it at home where it counts. I refuse to take a second look at corrupting people and degrading things. I reject made in Canaan gods. Stay clear of contamination. The crooked in heart keep their distance. But see, that was social distance before you ever heard of it. The crooked in heart keep their social distance. I refuse to shake hands with those who plan evil. I put a gag on the gossip who put bad mouths, who bad mouths his neighborhood, his neighbor. I can't stand arrogance, but I have my eye on the salt of the earth people. They're the ones I want working with me. Men and women on the straight and narrow, these are the ones I want at my side. But no one who traffics in lies gets a job with me. I have no patience with liars. I've rounded up all the wicked like cattle and herded them right out of the country. I purge God's city of all who make a business of evil. The Bible says stay clear of contamination. Amen? Now I want to I circle back to the first week. I want to end up where we started. Acts chapter 28, the story of Paul with the snake in the fire. It says in verse 5 of Acts 28 from the message, Paul shook the snake off into the fire, none the worse for wear. They kept expecting him to drop dead, but when it was obvious he wasn't going to, they jumped to the conclusion he was a god. That's a typical social um, dilemma when you're on uh, social networks and all these things. That you, they'll, they'll, they'll worship you one minute and they'll try to crucify you the next. Anything the enemy can do to make you feel better about yourself than you should and prideful, then they'll just cut you right down to size. So they, in one second, they were going to stone Paul or watch him die from a snake bite. Nobody helped him, by the way. They said, oh, this is judgment. All of a sudden, when he survived, they went, wait a minute, he must be a god. Verse 7, the head man in that part of the island was Publius. He took us into his home as his guest, drying us out and putting us up in the fine style for the next three days. Publius's father was sick at the time, down with a high fever and dysentery. Sounds like COVID to me. Paul went to the old man's room, and when he laid hands on him and prayed, the man was healed. Word of the healing got around fast, and soon everyone on Malta, everyone on the island who was sick, came and got healed. Let's pray together one time. God, would you open the eyes of our heart today? We can't move forward unless you preach your word. You said, how can people believe and trust in you unless they hear the truth? And how can they hear without the preaching of the word? Lord, we just invite you, Holy Spirit, would you come into this place and share your heart and your revelation to us and set us free? 
In Jesus' name, amen. Our theme this month has been venom shaping an overcoming soul. We begin this month with the Acts account of Paul on Malta, building a fire, talking about revival. When, you're, when the fire is growing, when the fire of revival is burning, things happen. As it was with Paul, as the fire started to get hot, the Bible says, a snake fastened on his hand, and the people thought he was certain to die. Um, a lot of times when you see snakes manifesting, it's because God is getting so close that the heat's turned up. And God is moving. Are you, are you, are you awake today? Everybody good with that? When we pull on God, he comes. When we invite the Holy Spirit, he always comes. And when he comes and draws nearer, it brings pressure in the spirit. And that pressure forces out even stuff within us, hidden attitudes, hidden venom, stuff that's been going on around us that we didn't realize. And so when something, when that snake manifests, you're gonna have to shake it off. You're gonna have to shake it off. Now, when Paul shook it off, <clears throat> and then he lived, they gave him godlike status, but he was as human as you and me. But he had a confidence in God's miracle power. So we've been saying this month, you have the power to shake the snakes off into the fire. You have to shake them off. You have to shake off the bitterness we talked about the second week. You have to shake off the anxiety, the stress, the fear. You have to shake off all the pressures of the news media and social media and all this stuff. You have to shake that stuff off. Words have power, whether you're hearing them or whether you're speaking them. They have power. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. They that love it will eat its fruits. So we've got to guard our hearts by guarding and guard our mouths as well. Because what comes out of your mouth, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you can, if you hear something foul coming out of your mouth, you know something foul is working in your heart. And we're all human. So we have to guard ourselves from that. <clears throat> we have to shake off the lies, the deception, the discouragement, and the temptation to, to believe that a, that a present storm or a present moment of pain or trouble is permanent. Because the enemy always wants you to believe that you're trapped in a moment when it's a bad moment. And that if you're in a good moment with God and God is moving, that that's going to be short-lived. The devil's a liar. And you have to know that whatever you're going through right now, if you're, if you're in pain, if you're sick, if you're going through something, this too shall pass. As a believer, that is not a permanent state for us. We will live forever and God will bless and take care of us on the other side of every storm. But you have to shake off all the stuff that tries to come at you. The apostle Paul turned it into a kingdom opportunity. That's what I want to get to today. <clears throat> he didn't just get well and continue on with lunch. I'm sure he had lunch. But when he heard that the mayor's father, the governor's father of Malta was very sick, he said, take me to him. I want to pray for your dad. And once he went in and rebuked the fever and the dysentery, and they saw the, the governor's father healed, the word spread. And the Bible says people started lining up. The next few verses I didn't have time to bring you basically says that they stayed there three months. That this revival lasted three months. What started out as a shipwreck accident 
and the fault of other people turned. Turned. That storm was bad enough to where they almost lost their lives, but nobody lost their life. Paul got the word of the Lord. People listened. Now, Paul is bitten by a snake, poisonous snake. We know so because they said, oh, he's, he's a goner. He shook it off, kept going, and now all of a sudden, three months, he's ministering to people and bringing healing and wholeness. Every storm is a kingdom opportunity. Every painful moment, every disappointment is, a, is an opportunity for an appointment. But the problem is we get our eyes on the wrong thing and we just start to look around. <clears throat> the word of the Lord spread and became the revival of Malta, a three-month-long healing service. Boy, I'd love that. Wouldn't you love that? People just kept showing up every week to be healed because they heard about the power of God. That's where the church of Jesus is headed. That's where the body of Christ is headed and as the world is in pain. When you survive a snake bite, the Bible shows us then right after that, you will thrive. When you survive, then you'll thrive in Christ. You will step into a whole new anointing if you allow God to move through you. God's power will overflow in you, to you, and through you for others. I'm gonna shift gears a little bit as we finish up. <clears throat> it was easy to know that Paul had been bitten by the snake. He felt the pain. And the people saw, everybody saw that there was a snake on his hand. It wasn't just this little bite and everybody goes, oh, what happened? He pulled his hand out of there and they go, that's bad news. They knew he was a goner without a miracle. But I wanna finish this theme this month by talking about the snakes you never see coming. I wanna talk about the undetectable camouflage contaminants that are trying to work on you and me right now without us even realizing it. There's so much happening in the world right now, isn't it? It's almost overwhelming and we need to pray. And this is, I, listen, I, I wrote down, I, I didn't put it in my notes, but I wrote down this week in all caps, discernment, discernment, discernment. And when I went to write it down in here, I just, I, I just put, Three exclamation points. We need to pray for and develop new discernment because there's so much out there <clears throat> that looks okay, but it's not of God. Sleight of hand. Remember, the enemy is an illusionist. He steals, kills, and destroys, but he brings that destruction through a special, through a tactic that he used for eons. Divide distract, destroy. Divide, distract, destroy. In the Old Testament, the Bible says the serpent was more subtle. Other translations say crafty, clever. The New Testament says he projects himself as an angel of light. You know, some snakes can appear almost beautiful in a strange way. There are some very colorful snakes. If you're not afraid, now, now to me, I, my philosophy is the only good snake is a dead snake. 
That's just me. <clears throat> um, people say, oh, it was, a, was it a green snake in your garage or a black snake? Those are good. I say, no, no, no. You don't understand. We're not interviewing snakes. The, the, a snake that finds its way on our house, at our house, will find his head chopped off. I don't care if he's this big, this big, or what color he is, or if he came as a friend. Nope, nope, nope. Remember, appearances are deceiving. Everything that looks good doesn't mean it's God's best for you or his timing for you. Everything that looks good doesn't mean it's God's best for you or that it's his best for you right now. We live in a minefield of information, facts and figures, numbers, images. A few days this week, I, 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 I've, I, have a, I have one place where most of my emails come and then I have this other personal email <clears throat> that I have to actually look it up on a different app. Sometimes I forget. It's, it's mainly where I, you know, what I do for businesses and stuff when you sign up for all the groups and clubs and cards and apps and all that stuff. So, so I check it, you know, every couple of days. This week, I, I forgot to check it for about three days. And when I got on there, it was like 197 emails. And I started going through. Out of the 197, just from that one alone, that, that email address, there were eight that I was interested in. I thought, this is taking up. I really started this email address to filter this stuff. But now my spam file, now my main inbox needs a spam checker. Even more, because it's, if that's, I've got the spam, it's supposed to read that. But this, it just gets ridiculous. There's so much stuff <clears throat> that can come at you. We're constantly bombarded with stuff. Telemarketers, online cookies. And co online cookies are not delicious. They're not, for those of you who don't know. <clears throat> That's what marks you, that you approve. Okay, to get on this website, you have to approve the cookies. Cookies means they're gonna track you. They're gonna follow your taste. And that's why the next time you're playing a game or doing something else, something pops up. Oh, wow. I was just thinking about that. How did they know? Cookies. Poison cookies. Selling your information. Sometimes the snakes you don't see are more lethal than the ones you do. Sometimes the snakes that are, that are hidden are more lethal. <clears throat> when we first moved to Florida, I was uh, six. The summer before first grade, we moved to Florida. So I did all my schooling here, but when we moved in, <clears throat> a couple things happened that were indelibly impressed. First of all, we got robbed like the second or third night in Florida. Somebody broke in our house and ransacked it and stole all kinds of stuff. That was crazy. That'll scare you as a six-year-old. But the other thing was that the guy, there was a guy that was around our neighborhood. <clears throat> My parents, I asked them about it recently. Do you remember this story? Am I remembering this right? 
There was a guy that worked at the Cape and lived in Lake Mary. And he had this little Volkswagen. And he had, apparently he had lived in the house where we, that we rented before us. And he knew the people in the neighborhood. <clears throat> and he had, he was missing like three fingers on one of his hands. And, you know, as a six-year-old, you just say the obvious, oh, what happened to your hand? You know, you just, you just blurst. I'm sure my parents probably just tried to hide me away. Just put him away. He's going to ask him something. But I'll never forget, the guy said, well, this is before, this is the days before there were too many cars that had air conditioning. So he said that he parked his little bug at the Cape every day, <clears throat> left the windows open. And that one day when he got in after work, it was particularly hot, he heard something under his seat and he reached down and it was a rattlesnake. And it got his hand and it got three fingers. He almost died. Now I asked my parents the other night, is that, is this, did I invent this? They said, no, no, you, this, is a, this is what happened. I said, well, that must have traumatized me as a six-year-old because I remember the story, the whole story to the day. And I've hated snakes ever since. It's the snakes you don't see sometimes that are more lethal. And what I want to say to you as a Christ follower is we can't be naive Christians anymore. Falling for everything, every latest thing out there, trusting what the loudest voices say to be true. We must be led by the Holy Spirit more than we've ever been. I'll talk about more in a few moments, but the believers in Afghanistan have been awakened out of their spiritual slumber through all this stuff that's happened the past few weeks. And the Holy Spirit is guiding them in supernatural ways. But prior to their recent situation in that country, even the persecuted followers of Jesus had apparently been settling into comfortable Christianity in the Middle East. I read an article by a pastor who said that he'd been to the Middle East in the last bit of time, maybe the last year or so, I don't know. But he said that as, they, as he met with the host pastor in an Arab nation, he said he began having a conversation about the conditions of the modern church there. The American preacher assumed that, the middle, that his Middle Eastern colleague would say that the biggest problem he's facing in his church <clears throat> was ISIS or the threat of the persecution of believers or the Taliban or whatever else. The camouflage contamination. The Arab leader, the Arab pastor, a former Muslim said no. The biggest problem in the church today in my church is lukewarm nominal Christianity. What? This American pastor said it was, it was like he's going through the same thing we're going through. This lackadaisical attitude in the body of Christ. <clears throat> Chad McDonald wrote the article. He said this, Quote, nominal Christianity is wrapped in deconstruction and woke culture, bathed in humanism and personal so-called truths. 
This is the wolf that stands at our door. It's the secret poison trying to seduce the body of Christ, not just in America, but around the world. The spirit of Jezebel works within the body of Christ to replace relationship with a more dead religion. Instead of real relationship, vibrant, vital, pursuing God, you get this dead religion where you just kind of go, oh yes, this is the way it is. This is, we go to church, we're, we're sociable, we're this, we're that. But it keeps us from becoming the hands and feet of Jesus to a broken world. This is our challenge. If that was existing in the Middle East, it's existing everywhere. Proverbs 1, 32b from the, says this, the complacency of fools will destroy him. The complacency of fools will bring destruction. I submit to you that the most lethal venom is the venom of apathy. It's the poison of falling into the routine of your Christian faith without the fire of the Holy Spirit behind it. And it can get you, it, it, it can turn a radical Christian into a nominal believer like that. It's the enemy at the door. It's the thing we all face. We get distracted. We give in to it. Let's talk about chameleons. The things that blend in with every environment. This may be one of the biggest problems of our American church now as we've blended in so much. Start out to win souls, but are we really doing it? As my grandson Cole says, everyone's a chameleon. Supposed to be a joke, supposed to be everyone's a comedian. Boy, three, half asleep. <clears throat> As my grandson Cole says, everyone's a chameleon. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for that sympathy laugh. I'm glad I quoted him instead of me saying I thought of it. Instead of standing out, we become chameleons. Is it possible that we've tried so hard to blend in in the last season that we've lost our power? Did we, like Samson of old, give away our secret source to Delilah, the Jezebels of the land, and find ourselves without much vision left, grinding at the wheel of the enemy, waiting for our hair, representing covenant relationship to grow back? As I was saying about our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan, in the midst of their scariest moments, Jesus is showing up in powerful ways to save them and to deliver them because governments have failed, armies have failed, but our God will never fail. Robbie Dawkins, I saw him recently online sharing his personal communication with some of the leaders of the underground church in Afghanistan. <clears throat> and he said, you don't understand their hunger in their hunger, in their starvation, many of them not having enough to eat, their faith is through the roof. So pray for them, pray for their safety, their protection, but 
get them to pray for us for the fire of God because they understand what's real right now in this moment. He said, the Lord has been speaking to many in dreams and visions, giving specific details of where to go and how to get out of the country safely, giving specific times and strategies, places to go. One family was, was reaching a border crossing. They had, the whole family had walked together <clears throat> for days. They reached a checkpoint into another nation in the mountains this past week. As they did, they were turned away and told they could not come into that country. And as they backed away, the Holy Spirit said, go this way. Gave them a specific direction. They walked that way, walked right into the place, went to a city, and now have reported themselves to be safe, to be okay, to be protected and provided for. He said, quote, they are finding Jesus fighting for them. Multitudes are getting out, he said. He said, we lost 10 at a border crossing this past week that he knew of personally. And he said, even though these people have lost every material thing, they have so much joy. And he quoted Corey Ten Boom. Great quote, I'll have it put on the screen for you. Corey Ten Boom said, you may never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Finally, Robbie Dawkins said, I just wrote down a few quotes. He said, the Taliban doesn't realize that they have just released the greatest generation of Christian evangelists into the rest of the Muslim world. So they don't even know. This is going to flood the gospel with Afghani refugees that know Jesus. Remember, it was the second fastest growing church in the world, in any nation in the world, it was the second fastest growing, second only to Iran in the past few years. He also quoted Hosea 8, 7, which was powerful. You gotta meditate on this and look it up later, but he, he, Hosea 8, 7 says this, they sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. It means that the devil always overplays his hand and finds unintended consequences where God turns it because our God works everything together for good for those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose, right? Do you believe that? Can you hang your hat on that? Can you trust that when it's a rough patch, when it's a rough moment? Can you believe that? You have to. My friend Chris Rue is a pastor in Delaware, part of our Wave Collective. <clears throat> He's, he is personally connected with ministries that have relationships in Afghanistan with the underground church. So I've been tracking, following my friend Chris Rue, and he put up this post yesterday that just blessed me. Just look at this if you would. We just confirmed a report from Christian leaders in Afghanistan. One underground church network that was roughly 320 people has ballooned to approximately 2,500 in just the past two weeks, 
the gates of hell will not prevail. Come on and give God a shout. I don't know what that does for you. This is Acts chapter eight all over again. When there arose, when there arose a persecution, there arose a scattering, but where they went, they carried the gospel with them. These people are gonna have testimonies and these people are gonna have statements and they're gonna know some are martyred for the faith and in the blood of the martyrs, there comes a move of the Holy Spirit. God will not back down from the blood of the martyrs of people that give their life for Jesus. God is moving, my friends. Let us not get so caught up with what's happening right here. And I know there's a lot happening right here. We have to be aware of it. But the, but the enemy say, hey, look at this, whack. Be on your toes, be on your guard. Discernment, discernment, discernment. I'll close with this, Revelation chapter three. Verse 15 from the message, right to Laodicea. <clears throat> Jesus said, I know you inside and out and find little to my liking. You're not cold, you're not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. But you're stale. You're stagnant. You make me want to vomit. You brag I'm rich, I've got it made, I need nothing from anyone. Oblivious that in fact you're a pitiful blind beggar threadbare and homeless. Here's what I want you to do. Buy your gold for me. Gold has been tried through the refiner's fire. Verse 19, the people I love, Jesus said, I call to account. If you're called to account today, it's because you're loved. The people I love, I call to account. Prod and correct and guide so that they'll live at their best. So up on your feet, then, about face, run after God. Lukewarmness turns God's stomach. And here we are, we think we have everything. And if we're not careful, we'll be left with nothing. We don't value the freedoms we have. We don't cherish the moments that we have in that freedom. But we whine and complain instead of giving him praise. People that have been sick with COVID will tell you every breath, every moment you can breathe, a breath and expand your lungs without coughing or choking feels like a blessing from heaven. But then you get better, you go right back into the same thing. Let's not take for granted the things that we have. Let's lean in to our God. Let's get him to deliver us from the lukewarmness and set us on fire again with his passion. In conclusion for this whole month, Jesus is the anti-venom, he's the only anti-venom. He has come to set you free from the deception of the age, to strengthen your immune system against the toxins of the world, to keep you fired up with the passion of the Lord. It's the venom we don't recognize and resist that may become the very thing that distracts us from the Lord. 
pulls us down to lukewarm, passive, and putrefied living. Our God is a consuming fire. May he consume us with his zeal once again. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is true, it's holy. And you can't lie. You're a God who's strong and mighty and we worship you and give you praise. Jesus, we're desperate for you to come move in us. Today, our God, we repent before you as a church for lukewarmness, complacency, apathy, getting distracted by small things, divided by the distractions of darkness. We ask you, Lord, to expose the hidden works of darkness, expose the camouflage things that try to constrain us, confine us, and contaminate us. Holy Spirit, come and move in us and change us. Let the spirit of prayer and intercession come upon our church. The spirit of prayer be upon us that we would be your warriors, Father. That we would stand for the faith and stand for the truth and righteousness. Forgive us, O God, for sloppy living. And help us to desire you. Lord, we can't even manufacture the hunger and the desire. Only you can give it to us. Would you come, Holy Spirit, and grace us with passion for you. Wash over us with waves of your love. Change us from the inside out. Set us free from religion. Set us free from nominal Christianity, from religious traditions of men that make the word of God powerless. And instead, come and fill us with your spirit. Breathe on us. We need you. In Jesus' name. ourselves and say, God, without you moving, we have nothing, nothing of value. We need you to move. If you're here today and you're struggling in your life, I ask you to search your heart. Is it because you're still Settling for going through the motions. I call us to repentance. 
I call you to get on your knees right where you are and cry out to God right where you are and ask Him for mercy. Ask Him to breathe on us again. I want to pray one more prayer. We're going to go on in a moment, but I want to give this moment to for, for the Lord to move. If anybody's with me, I just want you to get down on your knees right where you are in your home, right here in the room, whatever you want to do. And let's bow our knee to the Lord Jesus Christ because only he can heal our land. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, bow down and humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. Caught up in your presence. Jesus, come and move in this place. I just want to sit here. We need the fire. We need the fire of your revival, God. Caught to move. Up in this holy we cast out every snake, every hidden work of darkness. We repent for our sin. Oh God, we're not Come, just here for blessing. Jesus. Oh Jesus. Jesus, you don't owe me Come. anything. But the spirit of prayer. Intercession come upon us as you can do. Jesus. Name. I just want you. And I pray this prayer, Lord, today. Oh God, Jesus. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry. I forgot that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. You can take your seat again. Thank you so much for praying. I'm telling you, God wants to do some big things in our community. But we got to let him. We've got to invite him in. The fire doesn't come by sovereignty alone. The fire revival comes because God's people share their broken hearts and open up and say, we want more. We want more than empty religion. We want the presence of our Savior to be in our midst. Amen? Amen. God's moving. Let Him keep moving in your home. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.